0: Guess what, Alexis? I met a fellow Psych fan in the wild.
1: Yes!
0: <laughs> All right, so it's a co-worker of mine, and I'm still new.
1: Right, right. You've been there for just, like, two weeks now, right?
0: It's a little over two. mean, in my third week. Yeah. I'm in my third week, and uh, she caught sight of my Psych lanyard. And it just says Psych. It has pineapples and is green. And she said, is that for the show? And I said, why, yes, it is. And she said that she loves the show. Her husband loves the show even more than she does. And I said, fun fact, uh, a friend of mine and I have a Psych Rewatch podcast. And she was so excited. It was, it was basically like, say more right now. <laughs> and, and so I told her a little bit about it. And, uh, and she asked what platforms. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a listen. But either way, <laughs> it's just fun to meet just fun to meet fans of the show because i mean we're around we're out there but like not all of us are wearing the t-shirts you know what i mean <laughs> yes. having
1: the lanyards <laughs> i think we should we should start this episode
0: all right showtime
1: Wait, how do we start this? My name's Alexis, and this is... To To the the Blueberry. blueberry! (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I think I messed that up, but it's okay. I, like I said, am Alexis. I'm a real-life Gus. uh, And this is my partner in crime.
0: I'm Kaylee, and I'm the real-life Sean. In this classic American duo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are real-life best friends who... I decided we were going to start this podcast, so we had a good reason to talk to one another if you are just joining the podcast at this point. But uh, if you're just joining the podcast at this point, don't worry. Uh, You can always go back and listen to other episodes. We have so many episodes. We do, because we are on season one, episode 14. Episodes called Poker. I barely knew her. Is it not know her? What a good question.
0: What a good
1: question. I've heard it both ways,
0: which we still have not heard in the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have not. I'm a little bit bummed out about that. I'm I'm looking it up right now to see if I'm a crazy person, which let's just be real is probably the truth. I probably got it wrong.
0: And I think from here on out, I'm going to I'm going to I think this episode and I think next episode also there are just so many striped shirts. I, th- I think we have an overabundance of hideous striped shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's another one next episode. Um, but we'll have to wait and see because I haven't watched it yet. Well, I haven't rewatched it yet. All right. Well, we open on 1985, our patented flashback. We are at the SBPD and we are sitting in on a poker round table um, and uh Well, it takes a minute, but we find out that the person playing with these adult detectives and police officers (laughs) is baby Sean. Yes. And um, then Henry walks in. Oh, and Henry's mad. Busted. And Sean says, I get so bored waiting around here. And Henry doesn't really care. He (laughs) does want to know how much Sean won. And um, he's like, I don't know. And he just starts pulling wads of cash out of his pocket. <laughs> is that
1: all and- of it? <laughs> and he has to get out more because there's more.
0: What have I told you about gambling? He says, I'm not, I'm not gambling. I don't
1: gamble. I win. I win. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry's trying to be, you know, a good father figure. And he said, just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. Which and is so, exactly
0: what the people in Jurassic Park should have internalized, but they were never oh, taught this. <laughs> this is a
1: very good point. This is a this is a uh, 1980s flashback that uh, you didn't even know you were getting. But Henry ends up picking up all the money and putting it into like this donation box that's in United the, Way. Yes, that's in the locker room, and he said, "Well, based on your philosophy, Sean, um, I could give it away, so I'm gonna give it away," and sean gets all sad but
0: henry's point is like don't let this fool you like this run of of good luck or being able to read someone's tells every time you know no matter how good you are he says there's always going to be somebody who's better like your luck's gonna run out your skills won't be good enough and my my brain immediately went to like don't climb out too far on a limb not worried just because you've never fallen out of that tree
1: before mm-hmm. like <laughs> it could happen dude <laughs> but um wait we, we go to present day
0: oh yeah. i was gonna say there's one more oh. rule it's oh. the number one rule in gambling the house always wins eventually
1: that is a good rule of gambling that i have heard many times before
0: internalize that all right
1: yeah if you're
0: working. on a hot streak, retire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we are at present day, and we are in the psych office. With the blue window! <laughs> yes, blue Sorry. window on the outside. Gus is, like, scrolling up pieces of paper or, or balling up pieces of paper and throwing them at their, like, trash can basketball hoop because they're super cool and they're kids in the 1990s.
0: How much you want to bet I can make this shot?
1: Sean's like, no. I I can't. I can't take your money. I can't take your money. I know what's gonna happen. Uh, And Sean's, Gus wants to see if Sean can make the shot, and Gus is like, or Sean's like, no, no, no. And then Gus finally says, "I say you're all mouth." And there's this like fun music playing in the background where Sean just kind of gets up and is ready to to shoot the ball.
0: But he adds he adds a page of like magazine paper to the outside of this paper ball and then he shoots and he scores
1: and i'm like what is this um blooper reel told me that if you look at the ball that extra piece of magazine that he put on there isn't actually on the ball of paper anymore once he shoots it
0: (laughs) what is happening
1: yeah what was that about (laughs) i think Uh. it was just him being uh, sean you know like you know, because he rips it straight out of the magazine, he's like, "Oh, yep, I got it. I'm gonna mm. do it now. Okay, here we go." I don't know. Uh, Instantly, two times. Gus is oh. like, "Double or nothing." <laughs> history.
0: He's like history trivia, and Sh- Sean just goes, "Grover Cleveland."
1: How do you do that? <laughs> it's the sweetness. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna say it. It's. The that's the only. That's the only thing he says. It's the sweetness.
0: Enter Henry. And he's he's coming through the back door, and Sean is like, what are you doing here? How'd you get in here? You weren't invited here. Don't you have to be invited? Isn't that the rule for vampires?
1: What's the rule about vampires? Don't they have to be invited?
0: Gus, you saw the Lost Boys, like, every year 14 for 14 times. years or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <sighs> so, Lost Boys, obviously, is a pop culture reference, but is that, like, one of, the, I don't know, I've never seen that movie.
0: Both Corys are in it. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Uh, the guy that Julia Roberts left Kiefer Sutherland at the altar for is in it. <laughs> it's a it's a hot, vampire, grungy 80s movie set in... Was,
1: was that actually the rule, though? Like, they weren't allowed to come in unless they were invited? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. I was just wondering. That is the rule. Um... <laughs> Henry starts asking
0: questions about, oh, this is the place, uh, blah blah blah. I didn't write down many of them, but he instantly goes to, what's about what about the state of your license? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean is just improvising all over the scene. I'm loving it so much.
1: Pilot's license, license to kill. it's been revoked there were problems
0: at the Kazakhstan border I'd give you the details but I'd have to kill you and I can't because my license to kill has been revoked (laughs) I could not that one's perfect I'm
1: so happy you wrote that down I was just (laughs) scribbling and I wasn't getting it all Sean no Henry thinks that they need a private eye license but Gus comes in clutch and he's like actually psychics are exempt from that um we we don't need it now I felt like in this scene Henry was trying to show interest in their business. And he's bad in, at it. Yeah, in that bad Henry, I don't know how to communicate my feelings way. Um, and Sean just, like, wasn't having it at all. He, he wasn't listening to him. He didn't care. And finally was like, dude, I need you to leave. We have an 11 a.m. coming in. Dun, dun, dun. I am your 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Opening credits.
0: Oh, and I did forget one more thing that I thought was really cute. It didn't really come back. I kind of expected it to come back. In our opening, one other thing that Henry says to Sean is, don't gamble, at least not for money. And it just like, it's just like a passing line, and I was like, I want this to come back. Yeah, it's like, gamble on love. Gamble on things that are worth it. Not for money. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that sounds That's the implication. That
0: though. yeah, I like that. Okay, after the credits... Henry fills us in a little bit. Um, the guy who's actually there at 11 o'clock is an old buddy of his. Named Bill Peterson. Which I literally had to look up what Sloan's dad's name was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off because there are so many references that I was like, <laughs> what is Mr. Peterson's first name? Is it Bill? It's not. It's George. But it's still
1: I only I only picked up one, one Ferris Bueller reference.
0: I think having a Mr. Peterson was just so good that they had to make the reference eventually. I like that. But yeah, yeah, there was, I mean, it just like, it kept feeling like Ferris Bueller to me. Bill Peterson called Henry to ask advice because his son might be mixed up in something kind of awful, but Henry says, he said, well, I'm retired, you got to take this to the cops, and he... Mr. Peterson does not want to drag the cops into it because he doesn't want to get his kid in trouble. He wants to get him out of trouble and set him on the straight and narrow himself. So Henry sort of might have accidentally, purely by chance, no fault of his own, might have said that maybe Sean could assist with something like this and finding <laughs> a person.
1: Sean gets so touched by that. And he's like, oh, you vouched for us. And Henry Totally goes, didn't do
0: that. That's not what happened. <laughs> no,
1: I didn't, I didn't vouch for you. Uh, if I, hi- <laughs> if I would have known that he was trying to, if I would have known that he was going to hire you, I would have pointed out your unnatural fear of pointy things. It's not a fear. It's a distaste.
0: <laughs> distaste. If I could say that word. <laughs> and he's basically just telling Sean, like, just do the consult, point him back at the cops. This was all a mistake. And whatever you do, don't do the, the, the floppy thing that you do. Don't flop around. <laughs>
1: Bill comes in and we find out that Brandon has, Brandon, Brandon? Brandon. Brandon has uh, disappeared. He was fired from his previous position, which was working for his dad.
0: He ended At a car dealership, right? Yes. He's like a big major car dealership.
1: He ended up getting evicted. He no longer has a cell phone and he stole, well, he frauded. Forged a check. Forged a $30,000 check. Gus is trying to play the part that Henry asked them to and starts to direct Bill to the police.
0: This sounds like a job for the police. Let me get you their
1: number. (laughs) To which Sean replies, Gus, don't be a gooey chocolate chip cookie. And I love a Gus don't be. Finally.
0: It's all beginning. It's all coming together. (laughs) He's like, this is what we do. We find people. Um he then actually starts to flop around a bit
1: <laughs> to <laughs> there, the point where a couple Gus just <laughs> smacks him to get him to stop yeah I feel like he's just to spite yes I very much so that that flippity floppity just keeps coming around and I love it <laughs> we cut to the Santa Barbara police department and Juliet is like I need five minutes to talk to Chief Vic do not let anybody interrupt us. Do not let anybody in. I need to talk to her.
0: And a boy in blue is standing guard at the door. And Juliet starts closing the blinds. And Chief is like, you want to tell me what's so serious?
1: And Juliet just doesn't know what to do for Lassiter's birthday. He's so quiet. We should surprise him.
0: And the Chief is like, oh, oh No, 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 no. <laughs> And if you want ideas about what he would like for his birthday, shouldn't you know you're his partner? Um, He doesn't really talk much, and uh, sometimes he asks that we ride in silence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They don't come up with any plans, and we cut back pretty quickly to Sean and Gus. The blueberry! They're in the blueberry, and they pull up to the apartment complex, which apparently is where... Brandon was evicted from.
0: And Gus is really confused. He's like, What are we doing here? This guy was kicked out. And Sean says, Have you ever been evicted? And Gus says, Of course not. Sean says, Exactly. This is my world. <laughs> so we're going to here. Um, they make their way downstairs. They make their way downstairs to a storage area. And um they say his unit um, is based on the buzzer upstairs, is
1: 227.
0: Cue all the references!
1: <laughs> it's rapid-fire so Sean Gus, back and forth.
0: And I looked it up, and they're rapid-firing like actors and actresses from the show 227, which ran from 85 to 1990, and featured a very cute baby Regina King. Yes, I saw that. Uh, among others. It's, like, stacked. I mean, it... it you may not recognize names because we're all philistines but you would recognize faces like oh my god i love them they're great they're in all all this stuff so yes but regina king just jumped out at me i was like oh my gosh early role
1: it's marla gibbs regina king Jack jackay which jackay. is Jack jackay harry uh Hal williams and then gus ends it with how williams as lester jenkins and Sean just gives him, like, the, Jenkins.
0: okay, you win, nod. <laughs> so um, they look at the padlock, and it has been badly scratched up by someone inept at picking a lock. And then they're like, all right, well, what would you do next, Sean? And Sean's like, well, I'd be pretty embarrassed. And then I might get some scissors. <laughs> and this, like, thing is only, like, contained by chicken wire and wood. Yeah. Yeah. And they they go to stick their arm through the cut chicken wire to which I said why not just slide your arm under there's a big old space at the bottom there that you end up using a little bit at the end anyway <laughs> but um, they have a fight over whose arm is slender or slender slender <laughs> skinnier <laughs> so they, have- they
1: Peeps a mail, right? Yeah. Sean ends up grabbing his mail and he notices that there's bills, late notices, eviction notices, pawn shop shop receipts, and then picks up something and looks at Gus and said, What's the one thing you don't have if you're living in an apartment? A horse? (laughs) A horse! That's it! No. The correct answer was yarn. (laughs) Yarn. The correct answer was yarn or garden. I would have accepted both yard, yard or what? garden.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. He's being such a stink. Um, and then he on the back of the card, he's actually pointing it at Gus when he's reading the front of the card. There's R R L R L L And <laughs>
1: Uh, It's a business card for a garden supply shop, and it says what Kaylee said, and they're confused why he needs a garden supply store business card, because he lives in an apartment. So they make a little trip to said garden store, where they have a stakeout and a small fight about a stakeout. Gus Gus wanted to do a stakeout. Sean said no. Sean said he wanted to do something active. They ended up doing a stakeout anyway. And Sean said, I am doing something active. I'm preparing, I'm preparing to try to enjoy this chalupa. Hi, chalupa. Um, And then they notice all of these customers showing up in these like fancy, fancy cars.
0: Yeah, like uh, you're not exactly loading up topsoil in these things. Like nobody's hauling mulch in these Audis. What is going on? So they get out, and they start to walk around, and they see a guy in a hideous striped shirt <laughs> walking, not unlike Sean's equally hideous striped shirt, walking into, like, the hedge area. So they go to follow him, and they take a turn, oh, and then they... Oh,
1: before, before we go there, though, I need to point oh. out that when they're staring at the fancy cars and they start to follow the fancy man, there's a woman sitting in the car... And she's just being a very sly, like, lady person. Um, And she's got her hand (laughs) out the window, and she's got this, like, cool poker bracelet. Are you laughing at lady person? Fancy lady person?
0: (laughs) And the way you said it reminded me of something else that that people used to say. I'll tell you later. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, on her bracelet, there are cards, and they have diamonds on them. And so it's it's apparently a, a poker bracelet. Like, this man and this woman are about the game.
0: So then we make it into this hedge area and then we get turned around quite easily. So we decide, oh, my God, it's a maze. (laughs) And so they go back to the start because he's like, how do we find our way through? They kind of struggle a bit, but they go back to the start and he's like. (laughs) So (laughs) he starts using the letters that were on the back of that business card to guide them through uh, through the maze. And they get to a door, and Sean's about to try to open or knock on the door when Gus stops him. He's like, um, shouldn't we get some idea of what we're getting into here? So they, like, peep through the hedges. I I love this part so much. But they see um, an underground poker club taking place.
1: And we find out that apparently Gus plays online poker quite a bit, and that's why he knows about these underground poker clubs. Apparently he has won $7 million. You're just now poker. telling me about the $7 million that you apparently have? It's not real money. Besides, that's illegal.
0: <laughs> Good to know.
1: <laughs> I guess uh, Dulé Hill. I guess Dulé Hill is... Oh, man, I'm, I'm saying words wrong. I guess Dulé Hill is something of a poker player of his own. He is in, like, celebrity poker matches and stuff. So there's some truth to Gus being a pretty fancy poker player. There is a gentleman in the underground club who is losing a lot of money and the head honcho walks up to him and is like, Hey, I'm I'm cutting you off. You owe me too much money. Uh maybe He doesn't next even time. say that. He doesn't
0: even say anything that makes sense. He grabs this guy, he's like hey, you're uh, you're doing pretty bad, huh? He's like, yeah, I'm just having kind of a rough run of it. And he's like, I think you're done here. And then he literally manhandles this man, and it looks like he's literally about to clip off a finger with plant shears, or pruning shears, and I'm like, what kind of business sense does this make? <laughs> this man comes here and loses money to you, and you're going to punish him instead of just kicking him out? And making him come back when he's amassed more money to then lose to you. Like this, honestly, this guy's not playing the long game. I don't know what his deal is. He's a bad businessman.
1: So there's one, there's one trick there that you missed. Oftentimes in casinos or in underground games or whatever, when people are losing really, really badly, they can borrow money against the house. And so not only do they lose their money, but they're betting on money that they don't have hoping to make it back. And so I'm betting in this guy's situation, yes, I'm going very deep into this one scene in Psych. I'm betting in this guy's situation, not only did he lose all of his money, but he's bet money that he doesn't have. Um, and so now he owes them a ton of money. And so the, the scare tactic of cutting this guy's finger off is going to entice him to bring back the money so then he doesn't get, you know, his knees knocked out with a baseball bat.
0: I guess. I just feel like it's, like, really unclassy to not have a back room to take this guy to. Like, but you I make get an that example. you want to show everybody, but I'm, like, it's trashy. It's just trashy. It's so gauche. You I mean, like, an underground a poker club? <laughs> that can be sexy, and they're not letting it be sexy, is all I'm saying. All right, Crime can be fair. sexy.
1: <laughs> Sean... As we listen to this guy scream, Sean says, good news, there appears to be a seat opening up. Still, I think our best course of action would be to, and then Gus just cuts him off and screams, get the hell out of here. And then they both run Run away away! really fast. (laughs) They're not screaming like girls, but they are also trying to be a little bit sneaky. So,
0: Yeah, at one point I wrote sneak, sneak through the hedge maze. Um, we get back to the psych office and Henry and Bill are there and then Sean is doing a psychic thingy and he's going potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off, which is another reference. And then we instantly get a Gus, chips, punch, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And again, another reference to an 80s show, um, set in California, the cop thing,
1: um this is and then he screams This is the the, the I title. have this full cool quote. He screams, Gus, present spuds. And then Gus starts eating <laughs> them and starts smelling them and he goes, Chips, punch, John, sticker, cracker, poker, poker, I hardly know her. And that's literal where the literal title of the show, just
0: screamed in the Well, campus.
1: Hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna be for snickety here. He says, I hardly know her. Does and the it? show title is "I Barely Know Her." Again, watch the episode with uh, closed captioning, so it's possible my closed captioning are wrong. But I ended up pausing it and double checking because I was like, "That's not the that's not the title."
0: I'm checking the heck out of this.
1: I like that. Okay, they ultimately so, decide that it's poker chips, not potato chips, and Gus can take away the bag of potato chips on Ditch which he the spuds, is, <laughs> on which he is snacking. Precariously, because that's what Gus does. He said that the no, the poker chips smelled like butterflies, which I thought was a very nice touch.
0: Yeah, because Henry goes, "What do poker chips smell like?" <laughs> um, but uh, through his his spectacle, he ends up um, grabbing some cards, and then he throws them on the ground, <laughs> and then he goes. I must read the cards. <laughs> he, he searches through them, and there is a uh, there's a jack, and he goes, "This, this is your son." And he, <laughs> he uh, notice he gives how it there's to Bill. no
1: diamonds around him. And then diamonds indicate wealth, says uh, Gus. Gus, which apparently means that he lost a bunch of his wealth while playing poker. And then they find the king of diamonds, which is Daddy O. And Sean talks about like reuniting them or something. I don't know. I thought
0: I thought the I thought the King of Diamonds was the guy he owed money to, and we gotta find oh, this guy.
1: You are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> do 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 do. Sean needs more information. Sean's like, do you have anything else about your son that can help us find him? And daddy, Dad says, um, dumb luck too. That was his screen name. I remember seeing it on the computer when he should have been working. Kaylee is still trying to verify the.
0: Well, I don't have title. a lot more for this scene. I oh, have okay.
1: more from the next season. Oh, I'm on the next scene, yeah. too. SBPD. Oh,
0: oh yeah, SBPD. Um, Jules is getting on the phone
1: with Lassiter's up- mom.
0: She's calling Mrs. Lasseter and she's calling him her blah, blah, blah for insight um, into Lassie because she's still having trouble. And this woman is convinced that it's a spam call. And she's like, you're going to ask me for my social security number next, I bet. <laughs> and she's very, very episode one and two Lasseter.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she um, gets super like, like Juliet points out that she's his partner and that she's just trying to get more information about him for his birthday. And first of all, she goes, but you're a woman. Like, oh Mrs. Lasseter doesn't believe a woman can be a detective. Because she's from the freaking 20s. <laughs> and then ends with, well, suck lemons, cookie puss. You're getting nothing out of me. And Mrs. Lasseter calls Juliet a number of good names in, in this scene, so I'm quite happy.
0: Also, you're right. He said hardly. Yeah. Son of a gun. I didn't catch that either time. The the
1: right. captions have been very helpful for me. I'm gonna be honest. It's been easy to pause and like actually write down names.
0: I mean, on YouTube and Netflix, like when we're watching on our television, you know, because dogs and whatever comes up, we're always with the captions on. But I just haven't thought about it with Psych. I'm just like,
1: I know this backwards and forwards. What right. do I want this for? Anyway. <laughs> Mrs. Lasseter ends up calling her Cookie Puss, Turkey Pants, and Booker throughout their conversation.
0: Oh, no, no, no. She calls Lassie Booker.
1: <gasps> oh, right. Because she's confused how Juliet knows that it's Booker's birthday because Booker doesn't tell anybody that.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, doesn't she... Yeah, she says
0: she's tricky. <laughs> um... Because she gets her to accidentally say his nickname yeah. that is Booker. But then then Julia accidentally spills the news. She's like, um, why aren't you calling his wife about this instead of me? And Juliet's like, I didn't think it would be exactly appropriate given the separation. He's
1: separated?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't. Please don't tell him that I
1: told you. Please don't <laughs> tell him that you know.
0: <laughs> Can we just pretend this never happens? But
1: there's already a dial tone mrs lassiter uh has apparently immediately called lassie to yell at him and juliet sees and also runs away
0: grabs her purse and ghosts
1: cut to psych office gus is still talking about dumb luck too he's like i remember that name i've played him before online i've beaten him on online poker before so he gets on his
0: poker uh, to see if he can find Brandon, and um, Sean's watching from across the room, and he's like, looks like a full house. <laughs> and Gus is like, what? how do you know that? And he's like, your face did this, and he, like, makes this little under eye twitch it did. He's like,
1: I don't do that, Sean. Sean knows oh. all of his tells and is just going one after another every time. And he's guessing he's every hand. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Dumb Luck 2 finally logs on and Sean's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Let's let's talk to him. Let's chat with him or whatever. And Sean runs over to the computer and kind of knocks Gus out of the way and goes, Wait, your big kitty seventy five?
0: Yeah, kitty, like the kitty, like the pot. <laughs>
1: I don't know if you caught this or not, but Dule was working so hard not to laugh when the not. camera cut to him. He he hadn't completely broken character, but you could see him like facial tension, yeah, like that little bit of oh crap, I gotta hold it together here. It was that's very, very what pretty. I
0: I feel like th- there was probably a little bit of that in the uh, in the scene with the chips. When yeah, Sean's freaking out and he's in the background just eating chips. <laughs>
1: Sean just takes over this chat and starts to flirt with Brandon because um her, her, her Gus's job is or Gus's screen name is Big Kitty 75 and how would anyone know that Gus isn't a woman? And then Sean goes on this big long big, big long trail of like cats and then felines and then ends up telling Brandon, that Big Kitty 75's name is Felicia Felicia. Fancy
0: Bottom. Fancy Bottom? What is this, a 007 (laughs) villain? Oh gosh. So they arrange to meet at Coffee with Attitude coffee shop, and um, it's like, How will I recognize you? Bring a flower. And it's like, What kind? So Sean goes, Poinsettia? That's a plant, (laughs) not a flower. And it's out of season. Exactly. We'll just see how, you know, hard he wants to work to impress Miss Big Kitty 75. (laughs) They're fully catfishing this man.
1: (laughs) I don't really remember how this scene ends, but the next line in my note says, Sean, fake girl scream.
0: I know, I I I don't remember a scream, but I do remember them going to the coffee shop where Brandon is indeed... Waiting at a table with a poinsettia plant, <laughs> and uh, he like okay. So this, and I noticed it even more later. But this episode has me going. Why is everyone's skin so good? Everyone has amazing <laughs> skin in this episode. But um, they walk over, and they're and he's instantly flustered. Like, hey, um, sorry, this is kind of taken. You can't really sit here. I'm expecting someone. But they're like, yeah, we know he's like oh she's not coming is she (laughs) and he sort of just points to Gus and goes he's Felicia (laughs) and I'm Felicia he's like all the hot women online are men
1: or dudes I think he says dudes but you're two dudes so that makes it even weirder Brandon's done
0: I mean but but they come clean they're like listen your dad's looking for you. You need to touch base. You need to come clean and, like, face up to what you've done and just, like, just get there. Um, I forget what happens. Brandon I just is
1: Shakedown. just ready to go. He he gets up and tries to leave, but this black car pulls up and two big guys get out of the car along with, like, the head honcho poker guy who had snipped off that other guy's fingers. Yeah, the
0: classless, yeah, the classless I don't know what to call him. Trash bag?
1: <laughs> I guess Brandon owes him In the money. Bono glasses. So, oh yeah, those are full on Bonos. Um, Brandon owes him money, and so he ends up kneeing him in the face and saying, you have until Monday. Which I love
0: Sean and Gus going, hey, and like being about to jump in. He's like, you've got till Monday. Peace out. He's such a chode. I hate him. Okay.
1: They go to the psych office with Brandon, and that's where we find out that Head Honcho's name is J. P. Burger.
0: His name would be Burger. Do you remember Burger from Sex and the City? Another yeah. piece of
1: trash. Shot <laughs> or Brandon just wants to win back enough money to pay back his dad for everything that he stole from him and get out from under this Burger Momo. But he points out. Hold on, I flipping my page here. He. But he points out that this guy is not as good of a poker player as Brandon is. Brandon thinks that he's a better player and can't figure out why he was winning. And he just kind of implies that he has been cheating, but he can't figure out why. Hmm. Sean tells him um, just to give in and go talk to his dad.
0: So then he all... says, "Well, Gus actually lays out this whole plan. He's like, he's like, you should." Um you know, go back to your dad, explain the situation, get your job back, figure out a way to pay this guy back and like just face the music and and move on. And Brandon says, you guys don't understand. There's no way I can go back to working for my dad. Nothing I ever do is good enough. You have no idea what that's like. I mean, Sean says nothing about that, but like jumps back in with like basically face up. You don't have any other options. This guy already spanked you in front of the entire class. Just like, What else can you do? You're never going to win back enough money.
1: Brandon finally agrees. They all hop in the blueberry and they head to the car lot. And Sean and Gus are trying to be like supportive people and offer to walk with him to face his dad. And Brandon's like... And I
0: just wrote that Brandon's kind of alternate reality Sean. (laughs) Like Bill wasn't the dad that Henry was. So Brandon ended up like Brandon instead of Sean.
1: Yeah. That's actually a really good parallel right there. Because even in their, like, demeanors and in their special skills, if you will. kind of. Yeah. yeah. Brandon says, no, um, I screwed up on my own. I'll face him on my own. And he takes off his necklace, which is apparently his lucky charm. And he, he pulls it out to the boys and is like, I'm done with poker. You take it. I don't need it anymore. And the boys are like, no, 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 that's not for me. Like, I'm not touching that. Uh, that's ugly. It's turquoise. I don't need that. And Sean end up, ends up saying, well, this is very Cameron Fry of you.
0: Yeah, like, I made this mess. I got to face up to it on my own.
1: And Cameron Fry is the one Ferris Bueller reference that I did pick up.
0: Yeah. So that's Ferris's BFF, yes. whose uh, dad's Ferrari gets destroyed. <laughs>
1: He gets because out of the car, is. he heads out to the lot. The, the guys drive away, and once he is far enough, once the boys are finally far enough away, Brandon puts back on his necklace and turns around and walks away. We cut to the Santa Barbara Police Department where Juliet is snooping through Lassiter's desk.
0: Yeah, she's um, not leaving fingerprints, She's, like, opening drawers with a pencil and acting nonchalant while snooping, but she finds a little black book in a bottom drawer, and she grabs a pad of paper, and she makes some notes of her own, and she puts everything back just as it was, and uh, Lasseter still catches her at the last minute. He's like, what are you doing?
1: I'm looking for a mint.
0: I'm allergic to mint. (laughs) Uh Which is... (laughs) Ha! Okay, And he's like, what?
1: <laughs> that is the weirdest little Lasseter fact to put out there. It totally made sense in the moment, but I'm like, what? You're allergic to mint? Can you imagine? Which,
0: I mean, it's it's a safe one, though, because, like, aside from anyone offering
1: him gum, it's not like it comes up a whole heck of a lot. Really? I'm over here like... Andy's Candies, Mint Chocolate Chip Ice Cream, uh, Peppermint Essential Oils, Mint juleps, Mojitos. Mojitos.
0: I mean, okay, so as someone who doesn't eat conventional chocolate because it's all got dairy in it, mm. um, it doesn't come up a whole heck of a lot unless I want a mojito. So it's like, he's more of a scotch guy
1: anyway. What yeah, does he okay, that's fair. Juliet just kind of sneaks away. Everything's casual. But she's like, now I know you don't like mint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Haha, And he's very confused. Like, why would you need to collect that information?
1: <laughs> the screen goes black. It comes back up. And a very, very drowsy looking Sean is walking into the dealership.
0: I didn't notice that he was drowsy looking. Oh, what yes. What's wrong with me?
1: He He was very drowsy looking and they caught... They comment on how tired he is because it's really early in the morning. Oh. Henry and Bill oh, are yeah, there. yeah, because
0: he never wakes up well. <laughs>
1: right. Henry and Bill are there, and they point out that Brandon had not come back and apologized to Dad, had, did not have this good family reunion, um, but instead came in and got into the safe and stole a bunch of money. But he didn't break in because the boy knows the combination. Now... Okay,
0: that makes Bill an idiot.
1: I was about to say, I'm not trying to victim blame. That, that's not where I'm at right now, but... If, your son has already forged a check for $30,000. You're just gonna
0: leave the combination to your safe that holds your cash unchanged?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's I'm a, gonna victim blame the hell out of this rich daddy. That's a lock your effing door situation right there. Like, it's easy. It's an easy thing you can do to protect yourself, and rich daddy opted not to.
0: He's a rich daddy, and I'm victim blaming him because nobody got hurt in the making of this
1: crime. <laughs> is he our third rich daddy, or is he our fourth rich daddy? Ooh. Uh, I don't know if Teddy's daddy was rich. He was just obsessed. Okay. So I think he's just our third rich daddy. There's a lot yeah. of rich white guys in this se- season. I think you have to be to live in Santa Barbara. That's her. Okay. <laughs> Psych office. They are watching the video of Brandon breaking into the safe. And
0: Sean says, this guy should be a better poker player. That was such a good bluff.
1: (laughs) Because he sees that he has the necklace back on. And that's when we get our, that's horrible from from Gus.
0: (laughs) It comes from Gus this time.
1: I love that. Um... It's his good luck charm that he wears into battle. The way that Superman wears his cape, or Rocky Balboa wears his belt. They think that Brandon is headed back to the garden mm. to try to win back his money from the Head Honcho Man Burger. But Gus is like, no, 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 that's not where Burger's at. Burger is at this tournament somewhere at this where casino. yes, where the winner gets the buy-in to the poker derby. So, are we back?
0: Does Bill and Henry end up back at the psych office at this point?
1: Uh, I have them at the dealership. But yes, this okay. is when they're all at the dealership and Sean it is... It was just
0: like such a quick change mm-hmm. dealership, psych office. I don't think I wrote dealership again. Um, and Sean is doing a little freak out moment. Shaka Khan! Shaka And he does like this word association thing. And then... Oh my gosh, is it can, Gus I, who...
1: can I give you the whole thing?
0: Please do, because I don't have the whole thing.
1: TP. Toilet paper. Terry Polo? TP. TP. As in T-E-E-P-E. And then TP with a chimney. Chimney. Chimichanga. Chimichanga Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Khan. Chimichanga. And finally, Gus goes, Chachanga? <laughs> <laughs> Which is apparently the casino that they're at.
0: And Sean again goes, tomato, tomato.
1: <laughs> um, something. Bill is ready to get the police involved at this point. He doesn't think there's any other way to help his son. But Sean convinces him not to. Yes, Sean at this point. does a full-on Tim Curry no.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I wrote weird no. That's what I wrote. I wrote funny no, and I couldn't read it. And I was like, what did I write? It's the no, it's the funny no.
1: Sean really no. thinks that there is more to this story because he's actually a pretty good poker player,
0: and also he should he should get another chance, Daddy, rich Daddy. <sighs> so they head to the casino,
1: the Chimichanga Casino.
0: <laughs>
1: Chimichanga, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Okay, so we're at Chuchanga, and Sean thinks that um, he's going to lose a lot of money lose and lose big and bill wants them to go bill wants
0: and he tries he actually tries to pull brandon away and brandon's like you don't understand how big a hole i'm in and also i've already changed for my chips there's no refunds here and so sean's like well i'll play i mean i'm a psychic so there's literally no risk but also i come back with come with a money-back guarantee and
1: it's a pretty big money-back guarantee even for sean
0: okay but he does look to henry bill looks to henry for confirmation and says can this kid win and we get a little flashback of henry seeing baby sean and henry's like yeah he can win
1: <laughs> it's so cute yeah he vouched for him again it was it was a good father-son <laughs> moment Sean and Burger are at two separate tables, and Gus. Which means that Sean has to
0: beat everyone to make it to the last round table with Burger.
1: The first thing he does at his own table is he starts go- goading this um, smoker who has apparently recently stopped smoking.
0: I mean, he's sucking down nicotine gum, yes. and he's got really hideous teeth.
1: And he kind of goats him into upping his bet. And then he looks over at the other guy and the other guy's like, oh no, you're not going to get into my head. And he's like, not only can I get into your head, I can put an entire sandwich in your hair. Which is our hair comment. Uh-huh. One of, but one of a couple know. actually. We get a few more. Well, we get some head comments yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, he, he says, listen, I'm a psychic. I can get in your head. And the guy's like, listen, nope, not doing it. I'm not playing with a psychic. That's against the rules. It's against the rules. But it's not. I looked in the because index. you looked it up. <laughs> under P. It mentioned polygamy, pancakes, and pterodactyls. And who knew that pterodactyls started with a P? I bet you did. The
0: girl beside him acknowledges him not at all. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. I'm just like,
1: yes. Yes, queen. Give me nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: Sean starts goading that guy. His name is Ronnie. And he goats him about being able to bluff. He's like, oh, you can bluff. Do it. Go ahead and do it. And then the guy bluffs just to prove that he can bluff. And then we watch Sean. And speak Sean
0: literally, yeah, tells him, you just bluffed to prove to me that you could bluff. <laughs> but yeah, we in, in fast motion, <laughs> we see everyone slowly dropping off the table. Um, smoker guy's the first. Um, but um, then we just hear a kind of announcer go. Center table showdown between <laughs> JP Berger
1: and Sean Spencer. They are playing and the the do, dealer's do. there and she she does her fancy dealer thing and she lays out all the cards and then she flips all the cards over in that single swift motion that makes her very fancy. Um, and then she starts kind of fanning out the cards and then she starts shuffling the cards. She does all of her like fancy lady casino dealer things.
0: I was paying really close attention to her name tag because I was like, oh my God, does that say Felicia? But it did not. I think it said Leilani, but it was mostly blocked by like her hair and her shirt. So. Man,
1: if it would have said Felicia, that'd been awesome. I know, it would have been so funny. <laughs> she's, she's such a fancy lady. She's got her hair like all up in this little bun and she's like, like flirting with it while she's playing with the cards. It's all very cute. Stroking her long, silky yeah. ponytail. She
0: has very early aughts eyebrows, though. Did you notice? <laughs> very thin. <laughs> um, yes.
1: Head Honcho ends up. They they play out a little bit. Sean's goading him a little bit, and Head Head Honcho ends up going all in, and is like, mm, "This is called I'm about to I'm about to win," and he takes off his. Fancy Bono sunglasses and starts kind of, like, cleaning them, oddly.
0: But while Sean um, is watching him clean them, he catches sight through one of the lenses that there are blue fingerprints that look fluorescent through the glass lenses on the back of J.P. Berger's cards. Um, And he says, Stop! The chips demand that we stop the game. (laughs) And the guy's like... What is this? Are we really supposed to, like, believe that you're psychic? And Sean's like, shh, how can I hear the chips if you're talking? (laughs) And he says, the chips say you're a cheater-cheater-pumpkin eater. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dirty, filthy rascal with the suede-suede head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sean kind of marches over and picks up the sunglasses, and he can look at the, the the cards and he can see that the dealer who also had that fancy diamond poker bracelet that we talked about before um, is marking the cards. And so he just starts picking up cards and flipping them and he screams, everything's coming up faces. And I'm like, Oh, that's a really good reference that a lot of people probably won't get. So I liked it.
0: <laughs> um, and looking at her ponytail, there's a little seam, um, that has, like, the fluorescent um, dye that every time she went to play with her ponytail was getting on her fingers and she could mark the card she wanted for her partner in crime. I'm just hitting stuff with my hand. And uh, she, when Sean started spouting his stuff, she instantly started to look nervous, but J.P. Berger was, like, holding his cool. But, like, once Sean goes over and points out the thing with her hair, he's just like, wait a sec. Uh, And he's, like, out of excuses. He's out of explanations. It's a beautiful moment. Um, But they basically have them both taken away while they're looking into the situation. Um,
1: Sean wins Bill a ton of money. And Bill and Brandon have a kind of a nice heart-to-heart moment where... So much money. (laughs) They accept that, like, it has happened and that they're going to have to have a talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Bill just gives the boys a, a bill fold. Now they said that it was seventy-five hundred dollars.
0: There's no strap for seventy-five hundred is correct. that I know of.
1: A bundle, a bundle of a hundreds is ten thousand dollars. And so I immediately wrote down ten thousand dollars because I saw him hand it over and I know it's ten thousand uh, dollars. hashtag brings life. And then the boys end <laughs> up saying, um, oh, you know, this is too much. Thank you. This is too much. This is too, and They'll just go shut up. And they walk away and they say that they have $7,500. And what are they going to do with that?
0: Gus knows exactly what he's going to do with it. He's going to consolidate all of the loans and pay off most of the lump sum. And he's going to pay off their flat screen. And Sean's like, why do that when we could instantly double this? Just imagine $1,500. Not $1,500. yeah, 50, yeah, fifteen no. thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Although, just technically speaking, it would be twenty thousand dollars because that's a ten thousand dollar bundle.
0: That's a bu- okay. Even if it was a bundle of fifties, that would not be 10- seventy five thousand no. or seventy five hundred. It just wouldn't. And you worked at Brinks, and I've worked in financial institutions more than once, and we know from Straps.
1: Yeah. So this is ridiculous. But. Sean's ready to go. He goes, um... And remember... He doesn't
0: even go for something like poker or blackjack where he can, like, count the cards or read the people. He
1: goes straight up to roulette. Which is (gasps) chance. Rule number one of gambling. Do not think. Sean, that's not a rule. That is not a rule, Sean. (laughs) Rule number two. Always bet on black.
0: Again, probably not a rule.
1: The money... The money plays. That's a, that's a reference to a movie, but I don't know what movie it is. Um, but he screams money plays, and he throws the money down on the roulette table, betting on black. And they are having a nice walk and talk where we find out that Sean lost all the money. Oh, it was, apparently it was Wesley in Passenger 57 who said always bet on black. They're headed to Lasseter's house.
0: Which can I just at this point right now I'm realizing we had no police involvement whatsoever in the actual crimes taking place in this episode. They successfully kept this away from the police mm-hmm. and kept this boy from encountering that. And I'm just like, didn't realize it until just now.
1: And yet the writers did such a lovely job of like sewing peppering in all three of the characters throughout the episode just just a little bit here and a little bit there that it felt. Authentic, if you will.
0: I love it, too. Like, so we're getting a walk and talk to them on their way to Lasseter's party. Because, of course, they're invited. <laughs> and bikers are passing them and parking at the house.
1: Chief Vic feels like a lot of these people look familiar. And Juliet was like, yeah, I didn't know Lasseter had so many friends who had motorcycles. And no worries, Lasseter's almost is there. Everybody hide. And so they go hide because they're going to surprise Lasseter.
0: Oh, yeah. Juliet conveniently is like, yeah, so many people showed up that I haven't had a chance to really talk to them anymore. So <laughs> she doesn't really know anybody here. Um, but Lasseter walks up, kind of confused about all the cars and bikes parked near his house, and they scream, surprise! And instantly, he's got his gun out! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Juliet has to, like, talk him down and get him to calm down. It's your; These are your friends! It's your party! And he was like, why are these people at my house? Well, well, they're your friends. No, they're not my friends. And apparently the, these are the friends that Juliet pulled out of his address book.
0: That little black book is for people I've had arrested. And Juliet says that she only invited the people's stars because she didn't know where to you know, start and stop it. And she didn't want too many people there. And the stars apparently indicate repeat offenders. And uh,
1: Chief Vic is mad that Lasseter has a little black book of people that he's arrested.
0: But of course he does. And also, now these people know where I live. So he's going to the house and she's like, where are you going? To pack. Why?
1: Because now they know where I live. All... I mean,
0: they seem to kind of chill,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, everyone was kind of calm. Lassie's Someone walking brought inside. a gift. John and Gus just kind of, like, scream, yeah, happy birthday, man, good luck, and then they run away like little girls.
0: Not screaming, but they do run
1: away very quickly. And I love it.
0: <laughs> wow. And I'm glad that we got Chief
1: and Henry and the whole gang in this episode. So, once again, my friends, you probably... Did not hear a pineapple.
0: Online, I read that they think it's on a waitress's tray on a drink as a garnish. I looked at every stinking tray. There's a lime on one of them. There's hardly any fruit. There's no pineapple.
1: Zip. I did see a yellow frosty drink looking thing. Not like beer frosty, like smoothie frosty. And I was like, maybe that's a piña colada, like a frozen piña colada. But there was no reference to it being a piña colada. There was not a pineapple on the side of it. And I was just like, I... If it was there, I missed it.
0: When Juliet is on the phone with Mrs. Lassiter, her necklace I know is not a pineapple, but it is the closest thing to a pineapple that I saw because, like, it's textured or something. Uh. I want to say it's, like, like hammered or something. But, yeah, minus the... um. Minus the leafing that comes off the top of a pineapple, it looked like a pineapple to me. And I was like, that's the closest thing that I saw. And I don't think that's it. So
1: I I did not see it. Again, friends, if you can give us a timestamp, we would appreciate it. Send it to us at to the blueberry podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear where you saw it so we can go and check it. We would like to, me. We would love to me. argue with you. <laughs> We would love to uh, put you on the podcast so that you can tell everyone where you found the pineapple and we did not.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Send us a voice clip.
1: That would yeah. be cute. We will, we will edit that in. We will call you up and put you on the on the podcast with us. Like, we will make this happen. That's to theblueberrypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. In case I have not said it enough this episode, I'm not going to say it again.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Love this for us. Um, I don't have anything else. I love this episode. I felt like it went really fast, and it was hilarious to me. I had a lot of fun.
1: Very fast. I totally agree. I did not catch a delicious. I did not catch a fist bump. I did not catch a pineapple. We had a horrible. We had a a horrible, horrible,
0: but it came from Gus. I was surprised.
1: We had a we had a hair. We had a couple of hair references. I do appreciate those. Sweet, sweet head. Some pop culture references. That was fun. Yes. Um. No. You know. That's right. So it's a a little bit of a disappointing as a little bit of a disappointment as far as our usuals,
0: yeah. But but we did get a
1: Gus. Don't what be. Did we get.
0: Yeah, we got a Gus. Don't be. We didn't get a lot of food. We honestly didn't get a lot of food. Mm-mm. I think the gooey chocolate chip cookie is like one of the only foods that we got.
1: Mm. I do love me a good chocolate chip cookie, though. Well, I'm Alexis. And you don't even want to know what we now call the secret Santa debacle of 2005.
0: And I'm Kaylee. So pack it in, pull the plug, shut it down, leave the dead meat in the freezer, and put on your Sunday best because it's Arbor Day, baby. And this has been <laughs> to to the, the Blueberry! Psych out.